days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Again. Again, because we have to double dip, because this just can't be without go- without saying. I mean, we have to get into this 100%. Here's the problem, right? We could have put this in the last episode. You're not wrong. We could have put it there. The problem is, is it would have dominated that episode. Everything else about 49ers practice and what the Niners are doing itself, this takes it over. And that episode is supposed to be talking about practice folks yeah this is a standalone for sure this is 100 percent a standalone because this is about kyle's comments on knbr big comments impactful com huge comments and the biggest of comments but you know what there's no bigger comments out there than the comments from the cutback crew so make sure you subscribe if you haven't already and hit that like button as well at that notification bell that way you're here as soon as these videos go post and when the surprise videos come at you like this one is today you're ready for them but ant Kyle made comments on Jalen Hurd. It's time to freak out. He was talking about how we could potentially see Jalen Hurd in this preseason game, which would be odd, right? 49ers fans would be like, what do you mean potentially? This dude needs to play not so fast because we've been saying this, right? If Jalen Hurd's healthy, does Kyle Shannon already feel like this guy's a dude? Because if he does, right, he's just going to want to keep this guy around. Well, from the mouth of Kyle Shanahan, it's not about Jalen showing us that he can make the 53-man roster. If Hurd's healthy and he's ready to go, there's a reason we drafted him. I mean, Hurd, he's going to be a hell of a player, but he's been battling with some serious injuries these last two years. And what's been great this week is that he's been out there. You don't say that if you are thinking about cutting a football player. Nope. Um, this got my antennas up. I said... Your Aunt Tannis? My Aunt Tannis. Oh, my Lord. Um, I said maybe a couple episodes ago, uh, maybe Kyle Shanahan already knows he's planning on keeping this guy, and they were going to rest him, and this has kind of been what they were thinking the whole time. And we kind of, like, laughed about it. Maybe we weren't so far off. Maybe Kyle Shanahan has always planned on, and the whole goal of this was to get him healthy through the, the preseason and get him to the games. So we're we've been talking about what kind of performance does he have to have in the game? It appears all he has to do is go out there and be healthy after the game. If he walks up to Kyle and says, "Hey man, it's good. We're good." <laughs> um it appears that Kyle Shanahan's going to be like, "All right, let's let's put you in there against Detroit." So, um he has definitely put himself firmly in the in a in a place where he's going to be on this roster. All he has to do is be healthy. And those comments signal to me Kyle Shanahan has no desire to cut this guy because he knows what he could be. And sometimes potential is enough to hold on to someone because you don't want to lose him because you don't want him up there chewing gum with Pete and you don't want him in New York playing for Sala because don't think for one second that that group in, in, with the Jets wouldn't want to get themselves their mm-hmm. own Debo Samuel. I was going to say, you're going to tell me that LaFleur wouldn't be gob- wanting to gobble that up in a second. He oh, 100%. 100% wants Jalen Hurd. He's seen... We, he he watched the film with Kyle. He knows what Kyle could potentially do with Jalen Hurd. If he's like, oh, they're cutting him. Imagine what we can do with him. We just got to get this guy healthy. Oh, my gosh. They have themselves a dynamic weapon. And you know for a fact, 
gum gum chewing Pete Carroll is sitting there right now in Seattle going, ah, who's going to cut receiver, huh? Who I get to bring in? I'd add here to this wide receiver room. This is exciting over here for me. We don't want that. I don't want I don't want Jalen Hurts. I don't want any of these wide receivers really to end up anywhere near Seattle. Just Hello, stay Richie away. James. I mean, other than that, <laughs> Richie James can go drop some balls for Russell Wilson there in Seattle. That is a okay by me. Uh, but look. I, this doesn't sh- this doesn't shock me, and we kind of said this a little bit tongue in cheek, but at the same time, both of us kind of knew that this could be reality, right? Like yeah. tongue tongue in cheek from the coach's aspect, because you want to see it, you want to see your guy going out there and doing something. You want to see someone producing on the field and being available in practice. However, and this is a big however, there are always those exceptions to the rule. Those guys who you know already, right? you've already seen enough from them to know. It's not about them you know going out there and proving it to you it's about them being available right that they're working hard doing the things they need to do and can be available for you and the team when the time comes those are very rare talents jalen hurd is that rare he's that special he just has to be healthy yeah that's that's the only thing that needs to happen right now correct uh so medical staff and him have put together a nice plan they were executing it early on and it seems like he had some sort of a setback at some point where he was having the knee tendonitis that flared up, they found out exactly what they needed to do, gave him the rest, got it to go you know, go down, and now they're going to attack it a different way. But the key is he's been out there for two practices. He's been executing in those practices. He's been making plays in those practices, and they've been using him in a variety of different ways, not just catching the ball but also running the ball on fly sweeps. We've seen this when we went to the live uh, scrimmage at Levi's where he got the ball on an end around. Um, there are ways that they can use him that they can't use some of the other receivers, a different dynamic. So the fact that he was quoted as saying a heck, I'm going to say heck of a receiver, um, means that 100% Kyle Shannon is bought into the Jalen Hurd ability, the the, the Jalen Hurd effect, and he's going to make sure that he uses him. Uh, so Jalen Hurd looks like he's got you know the inside track on getting one of these football teams or football spots on, on the roster. And he had some interesting comments also, right, about another wide receiver. Another wide receiver, indeed, he talked specifically about Travis Benjamin's ability, not only as a speed threat, but as a physical threat as well. And that may surprise some fans, but here's from Kyle. Speed is something that we value a lot, something that we had a little bit of when we first started, but we were missing some of the more physical receivers. Now, we got a little more physical receivers, and at times, we're missing some speed. So a guy like Benjamin, Travis, could help us a lot at a certain level. He also went on to say, when you can blow the top off, whether they can guard you or they don't, it opens up the whole field. It opens up bigger windows, right? So it's good for Travis seeing him make a couple plays in the last two days. We'll see how this pans out. And if he is one of the six receivers on the 53-man roster. Yeah, so he gives away that there's going to be six receivers on this football team. He doesn't completely. He doesn't kibosh the idea that there is the potential for seven, but there is for sure at least going to be six. Right. So the the argument that there was five, I've seen some people still saying five. It is going to be six, or we'll leave it open for seven. Um, the one thing I think that was a clear shot at was Richie James, because Richie James is an athletic receiver that can get down the field, but lacks physicality. So right now he's saying we got more physical. So I would say Richie James just found himself a little bit behind. The thing that is this scares me for, because I like the skill set that Travis Benjamin has, um, the fact that he can attack down the field, he can be successful in the intermediate, and he's an explosive player who can also add to your team in special teams. Those are all great traits. You know who this makes me scared for? Jawan Jennings. Absolutely. Because Kyle Shannon did not mention Jawan Jennings, but he mentioned Jalen Hurd and Travis Benjamin as guys he likes skill sets and things that they can do. 
and Jalen Hurd right now is a, if healthy, a better option than Jawan Jennings because I, I love Jawan, but he can't do some of the things that Jalen can do. He's still not 6'5 and 230 like Jalen. He doesn't have the running back skills like Jalen Hurd. Um, there is a difference between the two players, and I hear people say all the time, Jawan Jennings can do the thing Jalen Hurd does. No, he can't. And if you think so, it's time to watch some more film. He cannot do those things. The only way he can do the things that Jalen Hurd can do is if Jalen Hurd is hurt. That is it. That there's a difference in speed. There's a difference in the way that they operate but, on the field. But Ant, he's been hurt the whole time. You're so right. what are you saying? You're right. You know what? You know what he has to be to make this football team not hurt. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm evaluating him on. And Jawan well, Jennings, and unfortunately, is 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 on the outside looking in. I think. And both guys are currently hurt, so that argument no longer holds water, right? Which sucks. It it's not great. You don't want that to be the. I don't want the reason Jawan Jennings not to make the roster to be because he's got a heel injury and he's not healthy, right? And he can't show out and perform because we've seen what he can do when he's out there. We've seen some yeah. of it this year. There's been flashes. It's been great. However, if he's not healthy and Jalen Hurd is closer to being healthy than Jawan Jennings is, not only does it make sense it's going to make it very difficult for Jawan Jennings to be a guy that makes his 53-man roster. And there's a there's a great chance someone will try and snag him up. Yeah, he has a different skill set, right, than like Travis Benjamin. Correct. So you might want to keep a skill set of somebody that can stretch the defense vertically, where Jawan can't do that. Jawan is more of a possession receiver and a very good one. But you have Muhammad Sanu, then you would have Jalen Hurdica that could do all the dynamic things he can do, but also be a possession receiver because of his size. You wonder if this edges Jawan Jennings out. My perfect scenario would be able to keep all these guys. I just don't know if you can keep seven and still be able to build the roster the way you want. One of those ways you can is to eliminate Sudfeld and see what you can do there. But you have interesting questions at running back as well. Somebody has to go, and one of the it's going to be one of these guys. And then so the question is, which one of them can I get to the practice squad? Which one of these guys can I cut? And, you know, this is going to be an agonizing decision, but it seems to me like Kyle is kind of painting a picture of how it's supposed to go. I will not take Jawan Jennings out of this mix. I still think he's in it, but I think it's I think it's now down to these three guys for those last two spots. Jawan Jennings, Jalen Hurd, Travis Benjamin. Who gets it? Um, it appears Jalen Hurd just has to stay healthy. The other two guys need to earn it. I, I thought Jawan was a shoe-in, but the injury to the heel has definitely hurt him. It definitely has. Uh, but look, those, was, those weren't the only comments no. that Kyle Shanahan made. Um, those were the ones that we were like the most excited about at first, and then then, then some other comments came out, and some other things came out from this interview with KMBR. They tried really, really, super ridiculously hard to get Kyle Shanahan really, to name really. a really, really, uh, uh, get him to either name a starting quarterback or name a backup quarterback. Hilariously enough, Shanahan obviously didn't give them anything, and instead gave him a nice. We're gonna save that for Sunday in Week One. Yeah, I, I love that answer. Uh, it's something similar that he, you know, he's been giving the entire time. Is he has a very good idea? What's funny is the press conference. He had a very good idea of who the starting quarterback is going to be, and Jimmy Garoppolo had a very good idea I of who the starting quarterback <laughs> was going to be. The fact that Jimmy's been getting the starting reps in practice, been getting the starting reps in the preseason, tends you to believe that it's going to be him, and hasn't been playing much in the preseason. I the other thing is too though why if they're going to use both quarterbacks who cares what who comes in when right it doesn't it really it literally doesn't matter it, it it doesn't matter and so not this year for this team you know in the way that they're going to use their quarterbacks in a different situation it one hundred percent would but I think people got to wrap their brains around this isn't Jimmy versus Trey anymore this is both of them working together in tandem that Kyle and Mike McDaniel are going to use these guys however they see fit to win 
football games. Correct. But here's the thing, folks. You may still be a Trey guy, right? Who's full Trey, anti-Jimmy. Oh, and you may more? be there's more. Uh, you may be sitting here going, it doesn't really matter, right? Trey's the, the better, the better guy. He's the better talent. He's obviously the better. You've seen the preseason performance, right? He has to be the starter. It only makes sense, not so fast, because Kyle Shanahan threw some praise, a lot of praise at Trey Lance. However, he talked about how there's more to, that more to being the quarterback for this team than just knowing the playbook inside and out in terms of like actually knowing it. It's about regurgitating, right? Being able to pass the tests that we give you, being able to to write it down on a board, show it, draw it up, demonstrate it in practice, but most importantly, going into the heat of battle. And this is a direct quote. It's going into the heat of battle against NFL defenses, having to react, get the ball to the right spot, and know where to go. An area that both of I, you and I have watched Trey struggles with at times. And he should. He's a rookie. He's still learning the ins and outs of the NFL game. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, when you're when you're taking a driving test, right? First, you do the, you know, the the part where you learn everything you're supposed to do, all the rules, and then you have to go out there and actually learn how to do it. Uh, and there is a difference from what you read to what you do, uh, and that is what he has to go. In. And we've been talking about this for a while. When bullets start flying, that is when you have to go out there and execute. And there's a lot of moving parts and things that you just can't experience from looking at a piece of paper. When you're looking at paper or film. It's a different reality than what you're looking at when you're in person in that field and things are going on because every every single play is is drawn up to be successful. No play is drawn up to be unsuccessful, uh, even though there are coaches that do that. Um, but everything has to go right, and you got to be able to figure all that out. Sometimes you're not going to go against the, the set defense that Kyle Shannon was expecting, so you've got to move yourself out of that play, or you've got to find a way to be successful when there's not something there. And those things are hard to do, locating what covers they're running, what the protection needs to be, and then still go through your reads and get the ball to the right guy on time, while at the same time not letting the defensive pass rush affect you because you can't look at pass rush. you got to keep your eyes down the field, so you got to have that feel. So you have to have trust also in the players you're with, getting the timing down with the receivers. There's just so many moving parts that for a rookie quarterback, this is almost impossible to do. You see quarterbacks do it, but that's why you get Peyton Manning throwing how many interceptions in his rookie season, even though he was going to be a bona fide Hall of Famer, everyone knew it, he didn't look good. Um, he's learning right now. And I think that that was what we've been talking about since the beginning. There was absolutely no way that Trey Lance was going to be able to learn this entire playbook and then execute that entire playbook from day one. It's an impossibility to ask somebody to do that with Kyle Shanahan's offense. Correct. And Kyle went on to talk about that a little bit as well. He said it's really hard for rookie quarterbacks to do. That's what's been a big challenge. It's a big challenge for all rookie quarterbacks because of how fast the NFL moves. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about how you don't realize at the college level how important every play matters because of the fact that when you get first downs, clock stops, you get more plays in college football. In the NFL, that's not the case. So that's less opportunities with the football in hand. Every, every week competition changes week in and week out, but there's no easy teams that you're playing. Because even if you're playing a bad team, these are the 1% of the 1%, and a good game plan and good preparation or bad preparation on one side of the ball can lead to a bad performance. So you don't have easy teams to open up with, right? So you can get a rhythm and get a field. No, you're going to get the best look each and every week from these teams unless you're the Jets, right, and you're throwing a cover zero all-out blitz for no reason when a team needs a Hail Mary to win a football game. Other than that, you're going to get a team's best look every week. Well, that's how you get fired, right? 
probably never coaching in the league again either. Oh, I hope not. He shouldn't have been after the whole Bounty Gate situation. Agreed. Um, but you're right. I mean, you, you're you going to see different things. I, I, this is the closest the 49ers get to an easy-in schedule with the first two teams they're going to play. Even then, though, they have, they're still playing NFL football teams. And these players are, are very good. And they're you're going against the top 1%. In college, you you know, it varies so much. So it is it's, a different world. Don't get me wrong. It's still the top 1%. But that one percent is a very—it's a very broad oh, in spectrum. College? Yes, oh, it's, it's a, more. Than, it's it's not one percent. Well, it's not one percent. But I mean, but t- what you're not what you're not seeing though, right? At the college level, is you, the, those elite guys are scattered all over college football. Mm-hmm. They're scattered everywhere. So you're not going to go against a team that necessarily, unless they're Alabama, unless you know, unless they're that uh, that has stacked guys at every single position. There's going to be some weaknesses. So therefore, you get a little bit of breathing room oh, in certain areas. Well, the the speed change is real, right? That, that, because yeah. now you've got every single person that was really good in college, they're all on one team now. Correct. Uh, and they get faster. It, it's amazing to see the size and speed of these guys. When you can see it in person, it is really something to behold. And it does take you a while to adjust. That throw you used to be able to make, you know, all of a sudden, oh, here, here comes the hitch, and I'm able to throw it at this timing. Now you can't do that. That is why he's also throwing the ball too hard. Because he's not playing with anticipation. If he was playing with anticipation, which we talked about, he doesn't understand all the routes and stuff yet. If he was, he would get the ball out earlier before they make their break, and the ball would be there. But he's not used to throwing players open right now. He's used to reacting to them being open. Those are big differences. We've talked about what's open in college is different from what's open in the NFL. You can have closer gaps, and that's what he's also got to get used to sometimes. Sometimes Debo Samuel, yeah, he's got a guy right with him. He's open. Doesn't mean he's covered. So he's learning all these things and learning all the characteristics of his receivers. We just got to give him time to do it. Kyle Shanahan's giving him time by using the aspects of his game that are ready for NFL play and holding back the ones that aren't. So putting him in a situation to be successful and benefit the team, the same same way he's going to be doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. And here's the great news, right? If you're a 49ers fan and you're sitting here going, look, that's that's good and great and all. That's fine. But you're going to put this guy out there and let people then, you're going to potentially put him in a position where people can see the weaknesses, right? Or they're just going to see all of his strengths. Well, now they're going to be more prepared and more ready. Except for one thing. You're only allowing them to see what you want them to see. So while you're behind the scenes working on other things with Trey Lance and technique and forms and his reads and things like that, you don't get to see Trey Lance operate this whole offense, which means you don't actually know what types of decisions and the type of player Trey Lance is in this offense in its entirety. So when you go into year two, yes, teams are going to have film of the things that Trey Lance do, does really great. But that's the only things that they're going to be able to prepare for are the things that he does really great for this team, right? And the mistakes that he makes when he's out there, whatever they end up being. They're not going to get a full grasp of what Trey Lance is in this offense. So when you go into year two, if the Niners move on from Jimmy, let him go, save themselves the salary cap, and Trey Lance is your quarterback going forward in 2022, teams are still technically coming in with only a little peak of what Trey Lance is in the NFL. Well, it also allows him to grow during the season. It allows him to get better as far as his role as well. He can have an increased role in this offense as the season progresses. So you might have different situations where he goes in where at the beginning of the season he didn't. And by putting him out there in those situations, he gets the experience, which everyone seems to want him to get, whether he makes mistakes or not. I heard so many people say all the time, just put him out there, let him get the reps. He needs the reps. There's no throwaway seasons in the NFL. When you believe you have a Super Bowl caliber football team, you use the players you have to win that Super Bowl. You don't have any opportunities you're going to have, even if you draft a young guy like that. 
Dan Marino was once young and played in the 1984 Super Bowl against the 49ers. You know what he never did again? Played in another Super Bowl. And they had a young, really good football team with a Hall of Fame coach that never got back. There's no guarantees in football. When you have the opportunity, you go do it. So if you're going to use two guys' skill sets and along the way develop one guy into potentially being an all-pro caliber quarterback, what's wrong with that? Go ahead and do it. Don't fear the unknown. Embrace it. See what happens. What's the worst thing that happens? It fails. You were already talking about it didn't matter if Trey Lance took his lumps. So what's the difference? Take your lumps with the two-quarterback system with an opportunity to win. Trey would still be getting those reps. Correct. And I've even seen I've seen some 49ers fans go so far as just roll with the rookie this year. Yeah, we won't win a Super Bowl, but watch him be rookie of the year. And it's like, that's what matters to you as a 49ers yeah. fan? Is Trey Lance winning rookie of the year? Are you kidding me? Nick Bosa, Samson Ebucom, Fred Warner, Jason Verrett, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, Alex Mack. Are you going to name all 53? I mean, I could, <laughs> but I could name those big, important players right, right. there. You want to waste one year of their career so that Trey Lance can win Rookie of the Year? No. That's insane to me. That's crazy. That, that, that to me tells me that you're not on planet Earth when it comes to supporting and understanding football on this team. Or used to be a wide receiver. Or that. Or probably that. It's all about me, me, me. Yeah, me, me, me. Yeah. That's the, it's no, there's no I in, I in team, but there is an ME. Yeah. That, that person. Very well could be the case. But that's crazy to me because this team is too talented to just, you know what? Hey, Trey, Trey's got a lot of potential, a lot of talent. And you know what? Maybe he's not ready, and maybe we can't win a Super Bowl with him right now because he's not completely ready. He's going to make some mistakes, and you know those will cost us some games. But at least he'll win Rookie of the Year. That's valid, valid, it validates the draft pick, right? Heck freaking no. Nah. I'm so glad that those types of people aren't making decisions for this football team because those are the types of decisions, right, that set your team back a decade because you don't get the Super Bowl. You rolled with the guy who wasn't ready. You get some veterans who are a little pissed off and perturbed, right, because you wasted a year of my career. This was a team that had a bunch of talent. You didn't utilize this properly, and now I'm going to go find somewhere else that's a little bit more serious about winning the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, that locker room is not going to be shook by anything, and they're all about team. Accurate. I wouldn't have bought into the situation and bought into Jimmy G and Trey Lance if they were not fully behind Kyle Shanahan and his vision for this football team and have full trust and faith in this front office and their coaches. And they have trust in each other. I got your back is a real thing in San Francisco. These guys still believe it to this day. Um, so that, that thinking is not about it. And I guarantee you, if you ask Trey Lance what he would rather have, a Super Bowl victory or a rookie of the year, he will take a Super Bowl victory every single day of the year. So if that means he's got to split time with Jimmy Garoppolo to win a Super Bowl, he will do it. That, that is something that real team players are all about. It's all about putting it, your, your teammates in a good situation to be successful. They got to know they can count on you. Um, nobody's out there for individual honors. Do they want their play to result in an individual honor? 100%. But they put team success over that first. That's what this team is all about. That's what this team is focused on. They have a common goal in mind, and they're going to go achieve that common goal, whether or not they're the catalyst or whether they're just a supporting role in the process, in the journey to get it. Once again, though, dynamite things from Kyle Shanahan. He has been so Absolutely. open this offseason. It's great. Um, and it gives you insight into his thinking. A lot of times when you pay attention to his comments, um, you can really read a lot into it. Hopefully I'm not reading it wrong, but I think that I... I'm hearing what he's saying. He was pretty literal about what he said about Jalen Hurd. I thought those were the first things that, you know, kind of got my attention because it's something that I was believing. But until you know a, the other coach is actually, you know, thinking that, um, it's just kind of wishful thinking at that point. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is interesting information about that wide receiver room 
And it's going to be interesting how it pans out over the Raiders game. And then that Monday and Tuesday morning where they're trying to decide who is going to be on this roster and who's not. Um, Kyle Shannon seems like he has an idea of what it's going to be already. And he's working towards that. But I think we got some some interesting information on the, the wide receiver position and the quarterback position and why they're going with the dual quarterback setting because Trey just doesn't do everything to the level he wants right now. He wasn't expecting that. And it seems like this has been the plan the whole time was a two-quarterback system and everyone arguing Trey versus Jimmy um, has just been blowing hot air because it was never there. It's all about Jimmy and Trey. Faithful, you got to get used to it. Cutback crew, they've been hearing us say it for a long time. The Shannon play is real. It's happening. It's coming to Santa Clara and to the 49ers fans very, very soon. On top of that, Jalen Hurd news. Everything that came out of Kyle Shanahan's mouth. It's 14 getting, jersey. It's getting us excited. Ant is back on the 14 jersey train now. The the light at the end of the tunnel has now opened. Ant can see it there. It, it was going to be Ray Worshing, but now we're going back to Jalen Hurd. Let's freaking go, baby. <laughs> I love it. Uh, look, let us know what you thought about Kyle's comments down below. Are we reading into this incorrectly? Right, this is just completely wrong. He's just saying that about Jalen Hurd. He has no intentions of it. This guy's gone. He's cut. We're completely wrong. Kyle's crazy if he does it. Or in the boat here, right? Kyle already knows what this guy can do. He already knows we can be in the system. It's just about Jalen being healthy and available. And if he is, he's on this 53-man roster, and that means some tough decisions down the road. And are you excited about the dual quarterback system happening in San Francisco? Or do you think this is silly? This is ridiculous. I can't believe they're going to do it. We want to hear about all of it from you in the comment section down below. And while they're down there, Ant, they need to like the video. You got to subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell. Join the Discord. Hop over to the 49ers Cutback Shop, and they got something else still coming today, don't they? Yeah, they need to hop over to the Patreon and subscribe to that, so that way they can get 49ers cut back in time. The very first one that we put out on Patreon, it is episode two all time, so you make sure you want to check that out. It's a good time. We get to go over all you know the 49ers history, and there's a really good episode where you get to get into some 49ers history that maybe you didn't know, and if you do know it, it's kind of nice to relive it. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, that is going to be exciting. Not only that, but they're going to get the full unedited YouTube-friendly version of the very first episode of A Cutback in Time. I like that. So if you were excited when you watched Cutback in Time on, on our page and were like, man, I wish we could have got like the whole picture of the game while it's playing, guess what? It's up on Patreon. You're going to get that as well. Number two will release first. We'll give you the new content first. And then you get to see the full original in its glorious recorded version of itself episode of a cutback in time it's a good time it is a really good time it's a good episode i think people will enjoy it so make sure you go do that and then later on in the weekend uh maybe even a little bit later they get a, the first episode of big yikes big yikes indeed that one's going to be a lot of fun you're not going to want to miss that make sure you join the patreon page if you get a chance become a channel member on youtube Lots of perks in there from emojis to badges to member-only live streams, early access to content on this channel, uh, as well as all the other great, wonderful content that's going to be coming to YouTube very soon. We've got a lot of things happening here for the 49ers Cutback community, for the Cutback crew. Lots of great stuff coming your way and a wonderful preseason game on top of Project 53 just around the corner. Yeah, we're going to have a cool reaction show after the 49ers vs. Raiders game. <clears throat> and then we're gonna, you know, get into Project Fifty Three. We're gonna have to, t we're gonna have to jump right off of that and get into um, who is going to make this roster and who is not. We're gonna try to predict it. Will we be right? We shall see. Last year we were pretty close. Um, this year maybe we'll we'll hit it out of the park. We'll see. 
Uh, we're hoping Kyle Shanahan's comments today give us insight into what that is, and then we'll be able to get close with it. And then Tuesday, um, it will no longer be a mystery because they will put out their final 53 roster, and then we'll have a lot more to break down as we build towards the Detroit Lions game. 1 p.m. Pacific time is when final cuts have to be official, so that's when you can look out for the final 53-man roster for the 49ers, but you don't have to wait that long for the next episode from the 49ers Cutback, and until that time, 49ers fans, you stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.